Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Talking Wyndham podcast with thanks to the Committee for Wyndham and uh, today, very important one. Uh, they're all important, but this one I think is very timely too. I'll be talking to uh, Dr. Aisha Milnichenko. Now, uh, the doc is a clinical psychologist and therapy programs manager with the Wyndham Clinic Private Hospital. And of course, mental uh, health and well-being is a paramount topic at the moment and something that's very uh, important to all of us and obviously something that uh, many of us have struggled with, uh, particularly in uh, what we've been going through in the last uh, weeks and months. So a timely talk today to have a chat to uh, Dr. Aisha Melnichenko, our guest this week on the Talking Wyndham podcast. I'm sure you'll enjoy the chat. Thank you for joining us on the on the Talking Wyndham podcast. It's a it's a really important subject. I, I'd imagine you're a very busy person at the moment. We are pretty busy at the moment, but thank you so much for having me along today. It's always good to be able to talk about mental health in the community. Well, well mental well-being at the moment, uh, it's become such a paramount uh, piece of uh, importance to us all because we're dealing with something what we've never dealt with before and we I don't think we quite we don't know how to do it. It's true. I think um, you know, at the moment we're seeing so many changes all happening at once. It's been so rapid and it's just continuing to change and evolve. Uh, there's all sorts of different messages, there's all sorts of changes to home, changes to work, changes across life, and a lot more overlapping between our areas of life. And I think people are um, obviously going to struggle with that. We're humans and we don't like change very much. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's a good opportunity for people to start thinking about their mental well-being. Now, you recently spoke at the uh, the Business Connect Wyndham Zoom meeting and you talked about looking after not only yourself but your employees uh, during this this uh, this lockdown situation what we have what is there, is there one thing in particular that people are finding it hardest to deal with yeah i think there's a couple but i'd, I'd say one really key one is about this overlap that happens so there there are people who are um, out of work at the moment or struggling about what's going to happen with their work and finances and then there are people who are working double time and there are people who are um, doing childcare, uh, teacher role, as well as working all at once at home. And and I think that the biggest thing seems to be this balance, you know, how to look after yourself um, while you're trying to prioritise all these many things all at once. Is there a sort of starting point when you sit down and talk to people? What's the starting point? Yeah, I think it's about this balance that we've got to find. So people are going to have um, things that are focused towards achievement um, and their minds may be set in that way. But psychologists often talk about the ACEs balance and that's thinking about uh, having a mix in your day of things that are focused towards achievement as well as things that are focused towards connecting with others as well as things that are focused towards enjoyment and then self-care. And I think with that self-care, it's often the first thing to go out the window. Um, we tend not to prioritize it when we've got deadlines going on. Uh, we tend to see it as a luxury. It really isn't. Anything to do with relaxation, soothing, self-care, it's, it's essential. It's, it's a reboot for our system so that we can do all the rest. 
Uh, you uh, should... We often talk about that putting your oxygen mask on before yeah. you help those around you. <laughs> um, the, the the routine. I mean, our routine. Our, what what is the normal? We're now talking about the new normal. But what what was normal to us has been thrown out the window in many cases. Is is yeah. the is the is the key to some of this finding a new normal that is your new routine? Definitely, and I, I think um, even if we don't have the same routine as before, it's really essential that we do create one that's doable for us right now and then try to stick to it because it's, it's very easy to uh, fall, fall out of the norms and um, and then find that maybe we don't know what to do with ourselves. We're doing things that maybe aren't so good for us, that feel comfortable. Um, we want to do things like keep to a regular bedtime and wake time, uh, create a, a workable exercise routine, get out of the house, stay active. It's, it's not just for our physical self, it's also for that stress that we might be feeling at the moment. Uh, make sure that we're eating well and just, just keep some sense of normality going on through this time. Well, if, if people are like me, I'm eating. I don't know if I'm eating well, but by jeez, <laughs> I'm eating. <laughs> you know, there's always room for the good stuff in there, the stuff that tastes good, yeah. but it's just about the balance. Um, and I guess the, the there's a key in here somewhere where, and I guess it's a, a sort of a, a bit of a mantra I have with my life is always trying to find something to make you happy, something to make you feel positive about a situation as opposed to feeling that it's all about to go down the plug hole. Definitely. And I think right now there's this information overload going on. We're getting so many messages coming at us and a lot of it is scary or stressful or overwhelming. And so we really want to look for and be mindful of those positive messages or those places in our own lives where we can create something that feels good and is in line with who we want to be. And that that might be about noticing um, your resilience and the resilience of the community. It might be about noticing your the way that you can connect and be part of something or spending time online with people that you haven't spoken to for ages. You know, there, there's plenty of opportunities to find the good stuff in there. A lot of the people who listen to this podcast are business owners and people who employ people underneath them and run businesses and, and their staff in this particular situation, they've, they've had to make some very hard decisions. And, and I, I imagine, what do you say to someone who, you know, has a staff of 100 people and who's had to unfortunately put 20 people off and cut down the hours of other people and cut down the, the wages of some other people? Without taking all that in, in on, on the one person, how, how, do, how do you talk to someone who's in that position, who's sort of carrying the weight of the world through their business on their shoulders? Yeah, it's, it's a very hard time. And I think across the board, whether someone's an employer or an employee, um, this is going to be very difficult, very stressful and difficult decisions are going to have to be made. And so being able to acknowledge that this is a different time and that there are challenges around us uh, and that we're all just doing the best that we can is really important. And and reminding ourselves that when our minds start telling us all this really negative, self-critical thing that it's going to do, um, remembering that we're all in this together and that we will find a way through. Um, and, and just reminding ourselves that all that background stuff that our heads are going to do, um, a lot of it's not really useful right now, not really helpful. It's just the way our minds work. So we want to be aware of it. We want to do the best that we can with the situation. And then we want to put it down and step away and focus on what we can do. Is there a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of cliches and things, sports sports and business uses a lot of cliches, you know, control the controllables and all those sorts of things. Have they become yes. 
um, things that we now understand better because we've been put in a situation <laughs> where we actually have to go, well, yeah, no, that actually now does make sense to me because I'm confronted with something where that now makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, I think this is an opportunity for, for everyone to come together and see things from different points of view. Um, we like to be in control <laughs> and, and we yeah. struggle when we're not. Um, and, and the reality is, though, that most of life is not actually in our control, even though we like to pretend it is. So, um, you know, I, I love teaching people about uh, the role of acceptance. And people often get this idea that acceptance is a very passive thing. It's about giving up and giving in. And it's really not. Acceptance is all about uh, stepping back and recognizing the situation, recognizing the things that you're not in control of. And instead of struggling against those and trying to force something that's not going to work, uh, letting those things be as they are and looking for the opportunities to manage and do what you can. You know, if we put down the struggle against what we can't change, it opens up a window. It opens up a whole lot of breathing space to look at what we can change. And this is a brilliant time. It's an opportunity for us to look at how we can do different things and how we can be creative uh, and, and how we can work with the situation we have in front of us. So we want to, we want to look for the opportunity here. So we're looking through a dirty window, aren't we? And we need to clean that window and, and basically be able to see what's what opportunity is there rather than what is clouding our judgment and our thinking about what, what we're in. Exactly, yeah. If we can look at things in a slightly different way and put down the struggle and the fight and the, um, the sort of determination for it to not be what it is, uh, we can clean that window right off, find a way through it. There are people who are who are selfless and uh, who give uh, give too much of themselves to other people, and and you see a lot of that in this kind of area. And you talk about self care as a really important part of all this. How do you help someone who's doing that, and you can see him doing it, and you want to say, "No, hang on, you, you actually need to come back and help yourself a little bit here, and look after yourself a bit," because I can see that as much as you're doing great stuff, you're actually the person you're being most detrimental to is yourself. Yeah, it's unfortunately a really common thing in our society, and, and so. Um, it's so crucial to mental well-being. And, and I think sometimes we've got to remember, like I said before, about putting on your own oxygen mask before you help those around you. And um, for some people, it's just learning to notice their cycle, what's happening. You know, if I keep doing more and more and more and more, I'm going to get to a point where I burn out. And then I'm not going to be able to do anything for anybody. You know, um, we've often got this idea that I'll just get through this and I'll just get through this. Um, and but at some point something's going to give. So if we can pace ourselves, if we can recognize that this is not a sprint, it's a marathon, um, yeah. and that we actually need to look after ourselves in order to be able to help everyone around us, we're more likely to find our way through this successfully. That's one of the hardest parts of this whole thing really is that no one knows when it's going to end. We don't have a, a year starting on the 1st of September. Everything will be normal again. Yeah, it, it's you know, it's a confusing time. Um, and we, instead of looking at when is it going to be different, we need to look at what's going on right now and how do I work with that. Yeah, it's all about being effective with what's in front of us. Yeah. Uh, for those who do really struggle with looking after themselves, I, I sometimes say then the homework is about um, thinking of it as you're doing it for the other people. Yeah, that you're only going to be of use to them if you're in a fit state to do it. Yeah. So, 
Um, so that's the other way around it if you need to. And, and without getting too deep and meaningful in, in terms of psychologically, that's also denial for some people, isn't it, because they're, they're, they don't want to look at what their own situation is, so they'll go and help everybody else and it kind of theirs will go away definitely. eventually. Definitely. You know, um, we, are, we are creatures who are fond of avoidance <laughs> and yeah. fond of uh, not sitting with things that feel uncomfortable or painful which makes sense. So, you know, it's often easier to, to look at other things going on around us rather than have to step inwards. Um, so I, sometimes people get scared of, of therapy and psychologists because we, we like to point that out, unfortunately. Well, we've found um, out you're, yeah. not a, you're not a scary person. They're very easy, <laughs> very easy to talk to. That, 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 which is an interesting kind of area as well because uh, when the, we, a lot of the messaging we get is to talk. Okay, talk to someone about it. If you if you're feeling um, down in that, and uh, sometimes you you can't get to a professional like yourself. But if you talk to your to your mate or your wife or your partner or whoever it is, if you're that person who's being talked to about the problem, often you're you you well not often most times you're not in any way equipped um, to handle what this person's telling you. What 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 do you do in that situation? I think there's different levels and ways of supporting. And so I think, yes, the most important message is to speak to someone um, because often we get so insular and caught in these really negative thoughts and lose touch with the, the things and the people that we're connected to. So starting somewhere, whether it be a friend, a family member, a neighbor, um, whoever's in your life, it can be that first useful step. Um, at the same time, yeah, we, we don't want to overload. And if people are feeling like they've been overburdened um, with supporting others, then um, make sure that you're also getting that support in life, that you're also talking to other people. Um, and always feel free to recommend that someone take that next step of talking to a professional um, or getting involved in, in some sort of support group or helpline. Um, at the moment, there's a whole heap of services available for people who are struggling. Um, the Beyond Blue organisation uh, yep. have put yep. together a coronavirus mental wellbeing support service and then there's the Integrating This Together online campaign that's happening with the National Mental Health Commission and there's so many uh, different helplines such as Beyond Blue and Lifeline and um, Kids Helpline and, and all these other different organisations where there are uh, trained people who can support you or your friend or family member to get through this. Um, we've just got to start somewhere so that we, we start to see that we are connected and that there is a way forward with this. Have we de-stigmatised enough the, uh, the, 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 that area of, of life that, uh, you know, people don't feel funny about it anymore? Sadly, I don't think we've quite got there. I think we're doing a lot better than mm. we used to. Um, and, and I'd say that's one of the, the true positives that has also come out of this crisis situation is um, across the board, uh, people are being affected and, and feeling stressed. And so uh, they're being more aware of what can happen with mental health and well-being. Um, so I think we're, we're getting better at it, but there's still unfortunately a huge way to go. And unfortunately, the, the way that people talk about mental health is still very different to how we see physical health. We have this expectation that we should all be able to push through and that if we have feelings that, um, that, that don't feel good, that that's in some way a failure or a weakness um, and something we should just be able to handle. Yeah. Um, and, and these messages are still really strong out there. So 
we, we need to keep breaking that down um, and and really validate uh, when somebody does come and talk to you and say that they're struggling. Let them know that that's okay. Let them know that that's actually pretty normal, um, that lots of people are struggling um, and that it's fantastic that they've opened up about it. Um, and, and, you know, there, there's our GPs, there's our um, employee assistance schemes, there's our mental health professionals, uh, our Medicare um, mental health care plan. There's all sorts of ways that we can then go and keep getting more support. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, as you mentioned, there are the, the organisations like Beyond Blue are doing just uh, just fabulous work in, in all these areas and there's, there's a lot of those. Um, Truly are. When all, when all, I mean, are people finding solace in, I'm talking about the fact that, you know, I'm eating, um, but people are finding mm-hmm. sort of um, some sort of comfort in, in areas that aren't healthy for them, uh, eating being one of those, but uh, but alcohol and, and those sorts of things are also sort of being talked about a lot more now uh, in this situation. Yes, yes definitely. Uh, I think they, these are often problems that are sitting there in the background um, and, you know, all of us have different ways of dealing with distress and stress and unfortunately we don't necessarily get good learning around how to manage emotions and, and discomfort in the way that we get taught other things. Um, yeah. And so uh, we often get modelled to us or fall into spaces where we start using unhelpful coping mechanisms. So things like alcohol and substance abuse as well as the comfort eating and, and other such things uh, I think um, people are maybe getting trapped in cycles around that at the moment. Um, really good time to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, there's, again, a lot of services out there um, to to get support around um, halting processes of addiction or putting down um, unhelpful habits that don't work for you. Um, it's stuff that might, might feel useful in the moment that tends to make things worse. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, I guess good time to get help. being cooped up in a house with uh, with your family and uh, their homeschooling and and working from home and all those things, it's become a uh, a little sort of uh, a, a hot house of um, uh, exacerbating problems that are sitting there anyway. In, in some ways, hasn't it? Very much so. You know, whatever was already sitting there in the background, we're all now sitting there facing each other with it. <laughs> and I, I really do. Um, you know, I have two little people at home myself, and. Um, it's, it's, you know, parents are trying really hard to parent, teach, work, manage life, Mm. um, be adults and it's hard work and, you know, whatever we're normally doing as a part of the time, we're now doing all of them all together all the time. So, um, yeah, what we do want to do with our families, um, uh, in addition to, to the self-care stuff, is also think about that family care. So while we may be having almost 100% of our time with each other, yeah. that's quite different to positive, mindful family time. So we do want to block out time that we can um, schedule in fun activities or things that make us feel connected to each other rather than just kind of being in each other's faces all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aisha, is, is, the, is the way kids show their emotion uh, different to the way adults do it? And what, uh, what should parents be looking for in this situation with their kids? Yeah, so there's all sorts of ways that both kids and adults might show their emotions. Um, and, and I guess every child is different. And, and you're going to know your child and what looks normal for them. If you're seeing things that look different to that, 
then it's worth checking in on what they're thinking and feeling. Um, for instance, if you're noticing that they're struggling to sleep or they're not motivated to do things more than usual, um, if they seem sad or um, asking lots of what-if questions and worry thoughts going on, uh, if they're acting out in some way, if there's more tensions going on, if there's been a regression in behavior where they may be going back to doing things that they did when they were younger, um, if they're getting more clingy, mm. um, all sorts of things that may indicate that, that they're struggling with what's happening. And, and I guess as adults, we have to be aware that um, children have very strong ears. Yeah. <laughs> they hear everything. Uh, they, they take a lot in. And so um, if, if it seems appropriate, sitting down and checking out how they're feeling about the situation can be really useful and talking in a really matter-of-fact way, um, validating any concerns that they may have and um, and letting them know the stuff that they need in order to plan and prepare, um, but also letting them know that you're the adult and that you're there to take care of the big stuff yeah. um, and then helping them connect with you in, in other ways. Um, I, I myself have uh, two sons who emotionally look almost completely opposite to each other um, one of them is highly sensitive and um, feels things incredibly strongly and is definitely a water kind of person. Um, and then the other one is someone who um, marches on into everything and is very determined and stubborn and, yeah. um, and will, you know, power through. But they, they've all got their tail signs. So it's just looking out for what looks different for them. And I guess one of the things there is that that information overload that you talked about before, and and, and in many cases the misinformation overload that we're we're being pummeled with at the moment from uh, from you know television and all all media and social media outlets. Yes, very much so. There, there's so much out there, and it's exhausting to look at it. Uh, and for for those who are in positions of responsibility where they're having to keep up with all the latest reports. Um, to to keep things going or to make changes as need be, um, you know there there is a need to be watching and listening, but uh, but we want to think about limiting to the things that help us. Yeah, get the facts, get the information from trusted sources, focus on those practical steps, um, and and see if you can maybe keep to specific times of the day when you're going to do this fact checking. Uh, and then try to steer clear of the rest if it, if it causes you distress. Yeah. What's your thoughts yeah. on social media? Is that, again, another one that that falls into that category? <laughs> it's always an interesting one when it comes to mental well-being. It can be this amazing way to connect um, and to feel a part of something, um, and it can also be very risky uh, and, and one-sided, and um, there's a lot of marketing going on there to, to rev up emotions in certain directions. So um, use it if it works for you and use it in a way that works for you and then put it down yeah. <laughs> and steer away from the rest. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, very wise words, very wise words indeed. Uh, if, you, if you had to kind of sum it up uh, the, to, to finish off uh, our, our chat here on the Talking Wyndham podcast, what what uh, what sort of key advice would you give to to people? Whether they be employers, employees, would they be you know kids going to school who are listening to this? Um, what what's your sort of key points that you want to make to finish us off? So again, coming back to that balance, coming to find your new way to have normality and something that feels safe 
um, and and doable, even if it's different. And and then make sure that you are looking after yourself and that you're acknowledging yourself and others for all the hard stuff that's going on. Yeah, it's okay to be feeling all these different emotions. Uh, it's it's part of what we are as humans. So um, acknowledge all the stuff that's going on and the, the hard work that you're putting in to working with your situation. And make sure the people around you know that they're valued. Uh, acknowledge them too. No, terrific. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Aisha Milnichenko. It's, it's been a pleasure to have a chat to you and uh, you're at the, the Wyndham Clinic Private Hospital and we, we thank you so much for your time on the Talking Wyndham podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been lovely to speak with you. Some great words there and obviously some uh, great organisations that uh, that the doctor mentioned uh, that are available for you to uh, to chat to, to uh, to reference, uh, to uh, to get information from either on uh, websites or by uh, by phoning directly uh, organisations like we mentioned, uh, Beyond Blue, but Lifeline, the Kids Helpline, the Head to Health, uh, Head to Health uh, website, the government website, uh, the Suicide Line, um, the 1800 Respect Line, which is very much in vogue at the moment uh, with the uh, the ads on television for family violence, uh, the the Men's Line Australia, uh, the Crisis Assessment and Treatment Team. There's a, there's an enormous amount of resources available. Please, if you if you do uh, feel the the need and uh, you think you need to talk to someone, do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Or if there's someone in your family or in your workplace that uh, is falling into that category too, uh, help them along. Do what you can. We hope you got something out of uh, today's podcast. Certainly was terrific to uh, to talk to the doctor and uh, we'll see you next time on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.